All right, so we're back here once again on another Couch Coach Live. We are here. We are here. What's going on, Mal? What's up, young? What's going on with you? Not much, man. Just chilling. You've been, you know, another you've been, week. You've been hanging. You've been hanging at the avenue. You've been no, going to the avenue. Not this week. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to Miami this week. So no oh. avenue. Well, no, not me. No, the, the Ravens. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> so, two is not coming to the avenue on Thursday. <laughs> All right, man. Don't be again, don't be hip checking people when you down there, man. You know how they is. Hey, <laughs> that referee. That was wild. That was wild. That was wild. Like, yeah, that was crazy. We got our special guest. What's going on, Thad? What's good, man? Victory, victory Tuesday for me. You know it don't happen too often, so I'm gonna be in a good mood this week. But appreciate yes. you having me on once again. Yes, yeah. yes, indeed. I definitely had to get you on. I, you know, so I forgot about the victory over the Buffalo Bills. We had a Josh Allen on Josh Allen crime that was committed in, in Duval County, where your the your Josh the Allen real, got the yeah, best, the real, Josh. the real Josh Allen, the one that, that owes everyone a thousand favors. <laughs> so we, so yeah, man, definitely. I know it was a great week for you. Um, Great week for you as well, Maui, with the Monday Night Football win last night. And uh, let me let me speak yeah. about that real quick because I know it ain't on yeah. the man. I don't know what they paid to play paid them referees, but that game <laughs> was horrible, man. And it wasn't just yeah. that game. I think it was all in all around sports. If you because I was on my phone watching the Laker game, and then I'm watching the um, you know, on my screen I'm watching the the, the mm-hmm. Steeler game. I want them to win, but damn, you know what I mean. That was a horrible ref game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that game was crazy. It the thing about it, it was born in the beginning, but then it got a little bit better in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, man, uh, yeah. So everybody had a pretty good week. I had a bad week, so um, I actually didn't miss it this week. I felt a little bit relieved, like you know, I didn't have to worry about losing. Nothing crazy happened, so I was like, actually, it kind of felt pretty good, like. To just sit back and relax, like. Hey, how's Rob? He's good. He's good. He's out. I think he's um on the ship now. So I think he okay. um yeah. So he's doing his thing. So yeah, he's doing good though. I think I um last time I talked to him was maybe like early last week, right before Man. Thanksgiving. I think I'm Halloween. My bad. Oh. I'm- Man, when y'all be yeah. when y'all after a loss. That is the sad y'all the saddest two dudes in the world. I'll be wanting to like send y'all like some Uber Eats or or something. Yeah, I'll be like, man. And we taking it stride. We taking it stride because it's just like, yo, it's it's I feel like we're just so immune to it. And it's so weird. Right. Like, but yeah, yo, but yeah, you know, yeah, but it is um yeah, it definitely felt good to just sit back and relax and just watch some regular games and just, you know. Kind of just be a fan this week, you know, of, of every team, you know, at this point. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the bad week definitely uh, came at a great time. But, mm-hmm. yeah, man, so tonight we're going to be talking – we're going to do our 2020 NFL Midseason Awards. And once again, this week we are powered by the good folks at Build Bar. And mm-hmm. definitely check those guys out. Uh, they Build Bar is a truly a standout among protein bars with exceptional – Nutritional profile and many delicious flavors. Use our promo code off the ball. Go to uh, the website buildbar.com. Use our promo code off the ball. Get 10% off your um, order. And also, if you check out 
Um, we have a link in our description, that description, but we have a link. Um, that you're ready to post now. If, if it's there, we go post it to you now. We're in the, the drawing to get a free pack of the bill bars. Definitely a huge shout out to Bill Bar for powering this week's Couch Coach Live. So, without further ado, we got to get into our midseason awards, fellas. So, I'm gonna go around the horn. Maui, who is who is your MVP of the midseason? Um, since it's midseason, I would have said um, Derrick Henry, um, but as you know, he's gotten hurt. But you know, he was on his way to beat his um, have his third season rushing title. But I'm gonna get MVP to Lamar Jackson. Um, he's number six in rushing. Um, uh, it was 600 yards. He got uh, passing yards. Um, 2,200. 209, 13 TDs, seven interceptions. His, his ratings lower than usual, but you know what I mean? He's still all-around player. Like, I, if he ain't there, they're not winning, and they're at the top of their division. So I'm going to give it to him. Yeah. Dan, who's your uh, MVP of the off se- of, of the midseason? First off, Maui, I agree with your statement. Like, Lamar Jackson, his stats don't show it, but he means more to his team than anybody in the NFL, in my yeah. opinion. But for now, I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford. I'm going to disregard the game on Sunday night, but so far, you know, he's 23-6. and six. Uh, He leads the league in passing, and that offense right. is just taking off, you know. What McVay wanted to do with uh, Jared Goff, he couldn't do. And as soon as Stafford steps in, they, they take off, you know. Right. But besides the game on Sunday night, you know, he's played flawless football. He had a he had a rough little game against Arizona a little bit, but so far he's played quality football and just looked every bit of what people thought he would be in Detroit, you know, with that lack of talent. And I wanted to go with Brady, but when they played head-to-head, he outplayed them and he got the dub. So, for now, I'm going to stick with Matthew Stafford midseason. Right. So, I'll raise you uh, – yeah, and Matthew Stafford, I'll give you Tom Brady. I think what he's doing, just even just for the simple fact of, A, defending Super Bowl champion, and then, B, being 44 years old. I mean, yeah, I know – we kind of want to say as far as like, don't, you don't want to kind of skew it from a situation where it feels like a lifetime achievement award for him, but for what he's playing at this high level. And like you said, that I think you look at the situation where they went head to head, um, that he didn't do well, but then I can say the same thing about Matthew Stafford last, you know, Sunday against the Titans. So mm-hmm. the thing about it is just, I think what he's doing, I mean, 25 touchdowns, um, almost, Shoot, damn near almost twenty seven hundred yards, pat um yards, mm-hmm. passing yards, and I right. mean he's just he's he's sufficient. Like he's doing his thing this year, and like you say, everybody's had hiccups. That's the beautiful thing yeah. about it. Where and even to your point, Mal, like uh, Lamar Jackson, like you said, like mm-hmm. that point where it's not coming in the stat sheet, but it's a lot of games where he's willed that his team to win in crucial spots. Right, uh, you All know, just guys. yeah, and I think about just like um, situation against. Kansas City in week two, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the situation that just transpired um, against Minnesota. That was a game that Minnesota should have took care of business. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, and just you look at that success of that team, um, you know, just like you say, he's six in rushing. They lost everybody. They lost J.K. Dobbins. They lost uh, – I forgot what's the other running back name um, – it just saluted me. Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards, yep. So you think about mm-hmm. that. And, you know, we knew Baltimore is always a, a running team. They're a team that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much predicated on the, on the run, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, 
and then losing two top guys <clears throat> and still being able to still be a running threat. And Lamar Jackson is one of those threats. Um, and Derrick so, Henry yeah. is at like Derrick Henry is at like eight hundred, almost nine hundred yards. I think eight hundred and thirty-seven yards, but he's hurt. And Lamar Jackson's at six hundred. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> and we talking yeah. about. I'm sitting here look, thinking. I was like, "Well, damn, B. You know what I mean? By yeah. like game seventeen, where he gonna sure. be at? You know?" And and Derrick Derrick Henry, if he would have been healthy, though, he would have hit another two thousand yard season again. Right. I mean, right. easy. That would have been a layup for him. Because I mean, you just look at even. He almost had a thousand yards in what eight ga- Well, eight games they played. Mm-hmm. You know, minus you know, minus the one that they've had. Um, and his his receivers been hurt too. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because so. the what? Um, what's your boy from? Um, I get the Bateman, the one from Minnesota. He just mm-hmm. came back, so mm-hmm. yeah, like, he missed them. What? I think he was out for like almost five six weeks of the first couple weeks of the season. Well, the first five or six weeks. Of the season, so yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we um, also um, we had um, the poll results from our Twitter as well for the for the, our midseason MVP. And let me scroll down. Let me uh, get to that screen there. So we have so we had Matthew Stafford coming in at nineteen percent, Kyler Murray at twenty nine point seven, uh, Tom Brady. Uh, won that award, forty three point eight percent, and then you had Josh Allen. All right, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. I got a question after yeah. you're done. Yeah, yeah, I did. I'm done. Okay, so I don't mean to be rude, but I'm, I'm asking Thad too. You the expert, my G. Do you really want to put Josh Allen in this category as MVP? Because I haven't really been like I haven't really. Like been so solid on him this this season. Uh, you know, he started off slow with Pittsburgh and Miami, but he picked it up. And then last week was a he laid an egg. But before I, I could say before going into this week, he definitely needed to be in the conversation because they were. If you kind of look at it, the numbers and stuff, they're blowing teams out. Like they were out getting everybody okay. played. They just, I think they're rolling a little bit. And I, I understand why you're not completely sold on him because there's some mm-hmm. guys, there's a guy that's not playing right now that I think is better than him in the top five. So it's, I understand where you're coming from, but I think that like mm-hmm. after they started off slow, the stretch he was on, he he deserves a little consideration. But you could, I will put Lamar over him in the race, okay. like in, the top, in my top. Because I, I know when they get to play, paying a lot of these QBs, they seem like they try to force feed us. You know what I mean? And if you're not somebody that's really trying to look, looking at the stats and looking at everything, you you will you will bite into it. Because I when I looked at, I said, well, let me check Lamar. Then I looked at the rushing yards. You know what I mean? I was like, well, should he got to do everything? Damn near, you know. But anyway, that was just my question. That was really my question. The time I saw that yeah. was on. Yeah. All right. So our next award is going to be the offensive player of the year. All right, so Thad, who's your offensive player of the year? Well, player of the midseason. I keep on needing to preface that. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because my answer is going to be, you know, it's going to make sense because of that. Uh, I'm going with Derrick Henry. I have to, you know, through eight games, he was leading. He was 100 yards clear of everybody. He, and this is after he didn't play last week. You know, the second closest guy is Jonathan Taylor, and he's 100 yards behind, and he's already played a game more than him. So it just shows his dominance. Uh, he's going to have another 2,000-yard season, as Maui said earlier, another rushing title. Just, you know, checking off the boxes for his 
future Hall of Fame career, I think. And right. just, uh, you know, over the past couple of years, he's dominated the league running the ball, and they know he's going to get the ball. They still put nine in the box, and he's still able to run the ball. He's just a grown man with a good, you know, uh, with good vision and a good, pretty decent, good run blocking scheme. And I just think he's just been dominant. And I think he's been the best offensive player in the league uh, until he got hurt at the moment. Yeah, he's just he's just a dominant player. I, I just like if I hopefully yeah. he can come back for the playoff run because he'll surely be missed. But I'm just I was just wondering. I was interested to see what he would do with it. You know, full 17 games because I think he was going to break 2,000 again. Yeah, because he he might have. Got ED record. People were saying that. People were saying at, that. At, the, mm-hmm. at the pace, at the pace he going, he was he he was on his way. And like especially you look at how the schedule kind of pans out. I think he would have had those two hundred and fifty you know yards like he had against like Seattle a couple in in a couple of these games that I project going forward. But yeah, he definitely would have been on his way. Uh, Mal, who's your um, offensive player of the midseason? Um, I, I gave it to Matthew Stafford. Um, yeah. Basic reasons you guys said, I just didn't have him at MVP. So I, I said, you know, I, I believe that Lamar's more of the MVP than him because, you know, the, that system was already there. It's just that the quarterback wasn't as good. You know what I mean? But yeah. if you get somebody like a Matthew Stafford, who everybody is always putting at as an elite quarterback, then have the talent around him. Even even the defense, they just keep picking up people. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right, right, right. I gave it to him. You know what I mean? I gave it to Matthew Stafford. Yeah, um, Matt's got to go with Derrick Henry because I think it, it, that's a mm-hmm. sad thing about with him. I think he's always going to be lumped as the offensive player of the of the year away uh, uh, in right. that category because we all know this is a quarterback driven league. Right. Even with the numbers that he has, he should be you know heads and shoulders above anyone as far as the MVP of what he does right. to this team. And then you look at even their success, you right. know, it's a key contributor uh, um, of their success is the the play of Derrick Henry and um, how he plays. And he just one of those guys where he's just, like you said, he's dominant. He's just a guy that just wears out your defense. He's a guy that's like, I think it feel like it feels so weird. Like he's like in the fourth quarter, it's like he comes alive and it's just the weirdest thing. Like it's just, the weirdest thing with Derrick Henry is like he could just he'll wear your defense out, but he's still going full speed ahead. And like regardless, like you said, you can stack all kind of boxes. I remember I think one of the one of the weeks we were talking and like, oh, they're going against this stout run defense. And I'm like, Derrick Henry is exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. I think it was against Buffalo. And I remember keep on saying, like, oh, they're gonna they gonna stop him. And I'm like, I remember, remember this is an immovable, this is a an immovable object. Like mm-hmm. this too, like you said, you like people stack boxes, eight nine in a box, and he still can he still go through that. So you know what he's doing, and like you said, and and if they, if he if Tennessee can hold on to that number one spot, which I, they got a legitimate shot now. I think I'm I know I've be, been back and forth with Tennessee from the jump, but I think if they can hold hold serve, and maybe they get that that first round bad week. Get Derrick Henry in the divisional round. I like I, I I like their chances going forward with that. If if that if that scenario does happen, and you know give him another you know give him some rest um, as mm-hmm. well. But yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. Um, and shout out to everyone who participated on our Twitter poll as well. Um, Derek Henry, 46.7. Cooper Cup, surprisingly, um, almost almost got there with 42.2. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had Devontae Adams at 4.4%. And then we had Kyler Murray at 6.7%. All right. I do want to add one more thing before we go on. You yeah. Cooper Cup. That was really my like. If somebody said Derrick Henry before me, I would have said him because the pace he's on, he's about to have over 130 catches, 1900 yards, and just to report him and Stafford yeah. have is looking pretty crazy so far. Like that offseason yeah. work they put in is definitely paying off. Mm-hmm. It, sp- it smelled like 2012, but on the other end, he he another one that could potentially break Calvin Johnson record from 2012. Potentially, he's on the verge. Because I think Calvin, what Calvin was 1974. I forgot how many he had, but he was damn near 2,000 yards receiving. He's on his way. And almost the recipient of his passes, Matthew Stafford, full circle moment. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you you just said, Mal? No, I didn't say nothing. I said, um, almost. I was just agreeing. All right, so <laughs> so we okay. Oh, oh, let me go back. So now let's talk <laughs> about um, your defensive player. Um, your defensive player of the year, Thad. Who you got? This was my def- projected, and uh, me and Jelani when we dropped our uh, awards and stuff, I projected this guy. It was kind of an easy pick, but you know he made it easy on me. Uh, I got Miles Garrett. He has ten. And, he leads the league with ten and a half sacks this far, and he's lived up to the hype as the number one pick. I just think like. As time's going by, he's gotten better and better. Uh, he's a freak of an athlete, running a four seven at like, I don't know how big he is, but he's running a four seven on laser. That's pretty crazy, and you know, he just commands double teams. He's a dominant player. He's good in the run game and the pass game. He knows when to get his hands up when he's not, you know, creating a pass rush. He's just a smart overall player and a dominant player. And I mean, I know Clowney's not making noise, but the fact that they have, you know, other somewhat decent D linemen on the team, he's seen a lot more, you know single teams with those slow tackles and he's just eating them alive. So Miles Garrett is my guy. And I don't, I mean, I like TJ Watt, but I just, I like Miles Garrett so far. TJ Watt might take over the game a little bit more, you know, like might catch a pick or something, a strip sack. Mm-hmm. Miles Garrett would get that too, but I just think, you know, right now I'm going with Miles Garrett because he's a sack leader and he, he can, he can really do it all. Like it's, there's some guys that can just rush the passer, but he, you know, he he uh, he's good in the run game too, and he he does everything well. So Miles Garrett's my defensive player of the year. I feel you, Malvin. What you got? Who is your defensive um, player? It's, I'm gonna say I'm saying Miles Garrett too, because it's midseason. But yeah. after last night's game, and then you've seen the uh, influence that, and I'm not being biased, but I'm gonna be a little biased today. Usually, I'm not Chris. I'm that you know, Chris <laughs> is going to always be biased, you know. But <laughs> but you know. I, I was looking at the stats, and Miles Garrett is the top dude. And but you know, TJ is coming, man. Like he got like three sacks last night, so he's right there. And then, man, the Steelers is low, and they may, but they number two right now. They was at the bottom, and a lot of it came from him. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of it's just him just making the play at the right time, and the games be close. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but. You know, it's funny. There is like even that Bills game. I seen that they had him on the end, but like Josh Allen would always rush, and he Josh Allen rushed weird. Where like 
he, you know, some some guys run outside, and some guys will see an opening, a quarterback they see an opening, and then they hurry up and run through. Like Josh will wait for a second, almost like a running back, and just try to get like five or six yards. Sometimes, you know what I mean. And then I saw them move, um, move TJ in like in the middle, and he always kneels down, like you can't even see. Him sometimes when I'm, you know, what I'm saying. So I think that kind of froze Josh Allen up a little bit um, in the second half of that game. So I just, I you know, I seen coming, but right now it's Miles Garrett. It's Miles Garrett. Like he's definitely the probably the most dominant guy, you know. Just like uh, what was it, um, uh, you know, Donald a couple years ago. Well, I want, you know, what I'm saying that he, but Miles Garrett is a scary situation. But DJ coming though. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you guys as well. Uh, Miles Garrett with the with the why. Miles Garrett with the Y. Bro, let me tell you. <laughs> hey, hey, wasn't you interviewing somebody and I thought it was going to be him? It was Miles, <laughs> yeah, Miles Garrett. And you, you, you know Miles Garrett, Fox 5 in Atlanta. Um, damn, I was going to call you Jelani. Damn. Right, right. And that, that, I'm a stealer. So I'm like, like, hold up, hold up. How I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? I'm a how I'm a carry myself. <laughs> no, I'm gonna you know, be you, professional. <laughs> you know how many mentions that man be getting? Shout shout to Miles Garrett, M I, from Fox Five in Atlanta, bro. Like every Saturday, every Sunday, if you follow him on Twitter, bro, he be retweeting so much stuff about people saying, "Oh, Miles Garrett, you suck." And it's like, how do it's Miles Garrett TV? I'm like, how do you think? <laughs> how do you get that confused with Miles Garrett? I know, right? <laughs> it just it, it interests me the, the hell out every week. So yeah, so <laughs> I, I would tag him in this, but no, I ain't gonna do that. That's my that's our guy. So he, top top five guests for sure. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be uh, Miles with the Y, Gary. The Y. Um, with the Y, yeah. <laughs> uh, what he's doing, twelve sacks, and I know we keep on talking about a lot of records um, as far as could be could be shattered. Uh, we, you know, mm-hmm. we obviously talked about, um, you know, potentially Jerry Henry was on a, on the cusp of maybe breaking ED record. We talked mm-hmm. about Cooper Cup maybe breaking um, Calvin Johnson's record for 2012. But the way things going, if Miles Garrett is at his projection, he gonna he he's gonna be knocking at the door of that Michael Strahan record. I, he's I, he's well on his way. I think if out of three. Ones that we think could break the record, obviously Derrick Henry's not going to break that record. But out of mm-hmm. the two, I think this might be a little bit more doable than Cooper Cup getting almost two thousand um, receiving yards, and it might happen with both. But I definitely see Miles Garrett maybe hitting that mark. Mm-hmm. It's more realistic. That's not too crazy. No, that's not too crazy. Like, you know, last year there was a game where Hassan Reddick had like five sacks against the Giants. So, you know, you could you could have like a multiple sack game. Right. Easier than having a 200 yard receiving game. That's just more, you know, more likely to happen. So I can see it. Right. His motor is relentless, so he's not he's not going to slow down. He's coming the same way all game. So I could see a couple multi sack games in his future. And we still got eight, eight or nine games left for some teams. So. Right. They got yeah, they got eight because they got a bad week in December. Lucky them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> um, so definitely once again, appreciate everybody who chimed in and voted on our poll. So coming in last place is Aaron Donald with 2.2% of the votes. 
Um, then we had Trayvon Diggs, uh, 28.9%. Um, I wonder who voted also, for him. Uh, probably people in Arlington. Miles Garrett, 31.1%. And then TJ Watt, 37.8%. So, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think people from Arlington probably skewed <laughs> that number. I mean, he has he he has his moments, but you know, but yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about some rookies of the midseason. So let's talk about first the offensive rookie of the year of of the midseason. I want to say this might be a consensus. It is. I, it is. It is. I, yeah, it's it's got to be Jamar Chase. I think because mm-hmm. there's really no one else is. And and it's funny. So let me. I'm gonna pull up the results for the Office of Rookie of the Year. Um, let me pull that up. All right. So you see here. All right. So that did you? Were you one of the two point two percent? That no, I didn't even. I didn't even do that. I'm gonna be honest. Good. 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 I know it's like because you know what and it's funny because Bro. I thought somebody's gonna give me hell about that because I, I did it like late last year. I, think I was gonna get woken up to like people saying, Why the F did you put him on here? Because you know how people are too too yeah. ruthless. And I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah. No, I man. I didn't vote for my guy. He's my guy, but he's not the yeah. offensive rookie of the year. I would have voted no. for Mac Jones before him. Yeah. Nah, yeah. So Trevor Lawrence got 2.2%. I'm assuming it's a cross between, uh, you know, North Florida, Clemson, South Carolina, something. Clemson, like South Carolina, the Florida Georgia line. Not to be confused with the, with the music, with the band or whatever they yeah. call it, the artist. But yeah, I mean, I think or somebody it's, just or somebody <laughs> just felt sorry for it. Man, that's messed up. Let me go ahead. I like okay, shut, man. Shout out, shout out to <laughs> the T Lock in two point two percent. Like that might be Dabo. Hey, Dad, see how he is? He said, "Uh, Dad." Are you a part of the two point two? He might have a couple votes by the end of the year, maybe. Yeah, I think that's the thing. That's what I like about this rookie class, where especially when it comes to the quarterbacks, they all are making their making mistakes. And I think these guys, this set of guys, I think they need that type of adversity going forward. Because you look at most of these guys have had decorated careers. You look at like Mac Jones, decorated. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, like I said, he was the greatest sixth grader to ever to ever play middle school football. I remember hearing about him in the sixth grade, which that's unheard of, even with the internet. You know. So then Justin Fields, he was another phenom. I know he had a little adversity at Georgia, and then but he was able to get himself together at Ohio State. And, you know, Zach Wilson, he's another guy, kind of kind of the one, kind of the one that everybody was like, you know, why they got him at that at that spot. But I think those guys are I think they're still going to be a good, good quarterbacks going forward. Even look at what Justin Fields did last night. I think he showed flashes. He was clutch. But, you know, field goal kick it, you know, you know, couldn't get it done. <laughs> you know? He was you know, 
don't know how that happened, but hey, it happens, you know. But yeah. yeah. I do want to add one more thing, though, since we all have Jamar Chase. I do want to give Najee Harris a little love. Like, he's been yeah. – I know you're a Steelers fan, Maui. They, they kind of – I mean, he's a running back, but they're they're doing kind of the same thing they did with Le'Veon. Not saying he's Le'Veon yet, but he's getting a lot of touches in the pass game and the run game. Uh, you like, can I, say that. You can say that, homie. My heart has not been all the way Steelers since they lost Le'Veon and and Antonio Brown. So I don't mind that, and I just want them to do. He, you know, what's weird is that even though they handing the ball off more, it's him. It ain't some. It ain't all the line. It's him and what and what he's doing. You know what I mean? It's not like the holes are there. He's making the holes and he's pushing through. And it, it's it's him. You know what I mean? And I can't wait for them to figure out the right plays for him. So he, I don't want him to get beat up too much. You know what I'm saying? They putting everything on him. That's one thing I don't like about the Steelers. They don't mix it up much. They putting so, everything on him. It's a lot of touches. Like I don't. I haven't looked at like the numbers, but I can pretty much guess from every game I watch. Like he might average probably maybe twenty five touches a game in the pass and run game combined, and that's but, but you know, a lot of touches early. That that's great compared to like because Ben last year and how many times he threw it, and then the games that we did lose when he was just like, like man, I rather them just keep, you know, just like a Derrick Henry. I ain't saying he Derrick Henry, but keep giving him the ball, letting him beat up the defense rather than throwing it because I don't have that much faith in um, the receivers. Um, as much as I used to in the past, like Johnson's okay. Claypool, they can't really go over the top and give it to him. Like I really, I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, man, go get Odell. At least he'll be a weapon. You know what I mean? But, you know, they, I mean, it'll open up for these other receivers. They don't, they're not worried about them. You know what I mean? They'd probably be a little more dominant. You know what I mean? But that's just me. Yeah. That'd be good to replace the other diva and Juju. So you know, oh. <laughs> you don't got no room to be a diva. <laughs> yeah, like Odell. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, he has to yeah. come here, and he got a ball. Like I think that diva stuff is gonna be out there. Now, if he go to LA, you know what I mean. I think that he gonna keep that diva stuff up because he's gonna think that's what he got to do. Real quick, Matt. Hold on. You said him going to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you. He's just gonna get frustrated because he, you know, Baker couldn't hit him, and Big Ben the way he's at. I know you saw that pass to James Washington yesterday. The pass we had to come back to the ball. He just can't really push the ball mm-hmm. down the field anymore. And Odell, but I'm, hey, hey, I'm not gonna argue that because I trust you. You used to be a quarterback, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna trust what you see, whatever details that you see, because I keep thinking that Ben could still do what he do. You know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I felt like over all these years. He's always had these receivers that recovered well, and I don't think these guys are that. You know what I mean? I think they've always saved him. I can agree with that, and I honestly think that that just shows how much more he's deteriorating because I think, like, these guys aren't – you know, they're not known guys, but I think Deontay Johnson Mm -hmm. and Claypool are solid receivers, honestly. Mm -hmm. I -hmm. think – you know, this was 2017. He looked better. Like, they're not not Juju and A.B. the combo they were, but – there's some solid guys. I, I take them. I take Deontay Johnson on my team. Okay. Okay. Like I said, I trust you. Yeah. And also, Najee Harris did not sleep on the floor at Alabama. Let's get that straight. Okay. Kept, they kept saying that in the interviews. He had Bruh, a seven-year I know. I was like, yo, <laughs> that's irresponsible. Twenty twenty-one, man. You can't. You, 
you can't run off stories like that. It's it's the internet. It's at your fingertips. You could have just put, did Najee Harris sleep on the floor at Alabama? Siri would have said, hell no. He slept in bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, just like, dude. And that's what's like, it's so crazy, bro. Like, all this type of stuff. And then, like, Tony Romo the other day talking about so what, what, when they had Cincinnati and, um, and Cleveland playing, what, what, Robert, is this is red? And then Jeanette's like, no, this is the Battle of Ohio. <laughs> you can't pay $17 million and you know that? He had a little slip up. I know, but I'm just like, no. Hey, I appreciate that, Chris, you being a, a Washington football team because for some reason, y'all just feel like, Every time oh. y'all play the, the, the Austin boys, whatever you want to call them, or y'all play the Eagles, or y'all play the Giants. Austin football team. Austin football it's, team. It's always, oh, this is like the Super Bowl. This is what I got to hear being in Virginia. Oh, this is like the Super Bowl. Everybody's watching. I'm like, no, they not. What am I care? I <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. We play the day after Christmas in Dallas, so it's oh, probably one go. of the highest rated uh, Sunday yeah. football games. It's the day after Christmas. Okay, okay. (laughs) All right, December twenty seventh. I'm gonna pull up those numbers. It may not. It may not be Tom Brady going back to to New England, but it's damn near. Matter of fact, see, uh, see this stat. See, (laughs) this is what I got to deal with. This is how they are. (laughs) They could be zero and nine. Man, everybody watching this game. Washington, because when Washington Dallas played in 2012, that was the biggest at that time. (laughs) Was the biggest uh, audience draw in Sunday football history. Sunday football. Been Sunday night well. football. Sunday night football. Okay, that's, oh what, that's what matters. I mean, that's because it's on that channel. So I mean, yeah, I said it's you gonna hear, it's gonna you draw hear his voice. You hear how high his voice is. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? See what he's doing to me. I'm gonna let Coach have his moment, but see, <laughs> I can't agree. With that. I can't agree with all the viewers wanting to watch the football team in the Cowboys. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's the East Coast thing. That, I mean, well, it's a mid-Atlantic thing. That I mean, you you from the East, you the East Coast as well, but yeah, you more of the South. You know, definitely. It's, it's a mid-Atlantic thing, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's see, defensive rookie of the year. Um, who you got that? I think this one is the same way. We might all have the same yeah. pressure. I got Michael Parsons. Yeah, I got Michael Parsons, man. He's just been – he's everything people thought he would be. You know, he took that year off at Penn State. People questioned him, but when those combine numbers came out and, you know, the the combine numbers matched the tape, uh, everybody was pretty much sold, and he's just been dominant. Like, they – I'm not saying he's LT, but they're – you know, they're try, – they're, Let me stop. I don't even want to say that. But, you know, he has a lot of traits that show he's a, a multiple-time pro bowler, all-pro type player. You know, they're putting him at the rush in his first – his first start at defensive end, he's going against one of the best rookie left tackles, as you know, Rashawn Slater, and he gets mm-hmm. him hell. And then he just, you know, they move him everywhere, and he he's making plays. Uh, he had two sacks last week, I think. Yeah, two sacks last week. He has five on the season, fifty tackles, uh, fourteen tackles for loss, ten tackles for loss, and fourteen QB hits. So he's literally just everywhere, just been a playmaker, and he's lived up to you know being one of the uh, top three defensive players taken. Maybe the Cowboys. I mean, maybe the Panthers regret or the Broncos regret taking one of those corners. Maybe, maybe not, but the corners are good. But I, I just think Michael Parsons has been everything the Cowboys thought he would be. And he's just – they like, he the linebacker core was deep, and he was so good to where they, they started sending veterans out, you know, and making way to 
find a way to game on the field. So that just lets you know what he's capable of. And as long as he keeps his head on straight, I think he's going to be a multi-time, you know, all-pro, all pro bowler. Yeah, man. Jalen right. Smith all day is a free agent. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They sent him home. Yeah, they sent him home. And Green Bay sent him home, too. Yeah, but once Green Bay sent him home, that had to be something. Uh, he, he, yeah. he definitely had to be slowed down. Because Green Bay, I didn't even see him on the field for Green Bay and they let him go. So, yeah. Exactly. Michael Parsons is that guy. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, it's unanimous. Yeah, from from the Arlington football team. Yeah. Can't say the name. No, I mean I tried to, but it's like I don't like <laughs> it. I tried to. <laughs> what did you say? What did you I say? said I tried to, but I don't like. Tried. It. Tried to what? Say their name. Their real name. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was like, but it makes more sense now. I think. It, oh it man, let me tell you. Let's now. Let's just be honest. They just lost to the Broncos, right? Man, we. Why they got to get so arrogant, man? When they start winning, I don't even understand that, man. You would think they'd be terrified, especially since it's November. Yeah. And I told people about Denver. I, I, you know, that did. Yeah, that, you know, y- y'all already know what I called them. I'm not even going to say it out loud again. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Denver, you know, Denver's legit. I think they, they can put a little fear in the AFC. Uh, so, you know, you think by Von Miller, you think him leaving that that fired him up or he might have been an issue at in the locker room with the defense or something? Because they look like they was fired up in that game. I think that Von was, you know, uh, he was high with cap. Yeah, he was. Nah, I wouldn't even say that. They were just maybe, you know, they weren't winning anymore. They wanted to ship him somewhere where he potentially started winning stuff and clearing cap and stuff. But the replacement, Jonathan Cooper, the guy from Ohio State, he he was waiting for that opportunity, obviously, because he was he was in the backfield all all afternoon. Yeah, it looked like they intimidated the 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 Arlington team. I guess you could say because they. (laughs) I was watching. You know, I mean, like you know, they just. Was a step further, and they was look, look more, a little more determined. You know what I'm saying? Just, I don't know. I'm trying to get y'all yeah. to say something. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I, like, I mean, they just came out to jump, and just they didn't, they didn't. You know, that's a, they, they jumped on on uh, Dallas real, you know, real quick, and they just mm-hmm. didn't let off. And a lot of teams would let off, but they didn't. They, you know. Um, even though you look at the score that was 30 to 16, that game was nowhere near close to what it was. That was pretty much in garbage time, but all garbage time, yeah, all garbage time. But like Teddy, mm-hmm. it's pretty much they played kind of the way that we kind of envisioned them potentially playing all year. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you know, as far as playing <clears> solid <throat> defense and getting, um, you know, decent quarterback play from Teddy Bridgewater, and everything just came into fruition for him. Facts. Yeah, I I don't uh, I don't know what it was with Denver, but they just played inspired. Like I know last right. Sunday was a weird Sunday, but I like I had both I had two TVs on, and that was the other game that happened to be on, so I was watching. And they just that like before when Dallas missed those uh, two first fourth down conversions, it was just like they couldn't even get past the fifty, and they were just clicking on all cylinders. I really don't know what it was, but they they played some inspired football and they looked good without Von Miller. Wow. Yeah, hopefully they can keep it up when they play y'all. Hopefully they don't beat the football team too bad. Hey, and they their division is looking a little yeah. interesting. 
You know what I mean? Because you know, Somewhat. you know, yeah. Coach, you said something about the Raiders and how November is to them. And then I'm looking at the Chiefs and I'm looking at the Broncos. I'm like, oh, well, damn, they right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then L.A., I think L.A. holds the keys to it all. They mm-hmm. just can't, they can't screw it up. But, you know, we're going to see. Because they're pretty much in the driver's seat. Right. All right. So we got the uh, coach of the year. Uh, who you got that as your coach of the year? I have like I have a person down, but I don't want to, you know, be that guy. Kingsbury is my number one, but number two, I'm gonna go John Harbaugh. Uh, I know he that might be, you know, people might be like, why? Uh, but he's he's just always been a solid coach in my opinion. Always kept his guys, you know, ready to play, motivating his guys, having them prepared and all that. But just the amount of injuries they had, you know, uh, J.K. Dobbins, Marcus Peters, other people on the defense that are just not playing, and the fact that they're sitting at first in the division and winning a lot of these, just pulling a lot of games out their ass. And I, I just feel like he just does a great job. You know, it goes unnoticed because he's always winning, you know, like nobody's going to say he's coach of the year because the Ravens are always solid. But just the fact, you know, when right. a bunch of guys go down and you're still playing the same high-level football, it go, uh, I, I give him kudos for it. You know, Cliff Kingsbury is doing a great job because a lot of people wanted him fired. Uh, he is, They look like the best team in football right now, and then they went into mm-hmm. Stanford with a backup quarterback and beat them handily. So, Shout out to him too, but I got to give John Harbaugh some credit just to be, you know, a little different. So that's my coach of the year for now. Yeah. Who you got, Maui? I'm a little biased. I got uh, a co, co, co winners. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Cliff Kingsbury because I'm gonna give it to him because they got the hardest division, right? And we spoke about that when we started, um, you know, before we we did, um, you know, say our preview of the season, and we were. It was so tough. We were like, man, we really would love for the Cardinals to be there. You know what I mean? Because of Kyle Murray and how they had everything. And then when you watch them and you be like, damn, they really are dominant. Like the way they – I hated that they lost to the damn – um, to uh, to Green Bay. You know what I mean? I stayed up late. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hated that that didn't work out because them young boys went all the way down that field. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, wow. But – I'm also going to give it to Mike Tomlin because I don't think Pittsburgh right now, they number two, they were number four. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm like, with them, he, I just, you know, he always finds a way. They really should not be successful. You know what I mean? Yeah. But even with Harris, doesn't be perfectly honest with you. And then, like, they really just somehow Tomlin figure out a way that they could still be somewhat of a threat. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so I, I, I'm going to give it to Mike and I'm going to give it to Kingsbury. Um, yeah. Um, I, like you said, and I think my rationale, it was the same as that, where mm-hmm. Harbaugh's not going to win it, but just due to the fact of, of the success that he's right. already had. And it's almost like, it feel like it's a standard. But like you said, you have a situation where I knew, remember when J.K. Dobbins got hurt and it, it was like doom and gloom. A lot of people looked at as if, like, you know, this their the emerging running back and he's out, you know. And then the other injury, <laughs> you know, thinking about uh, Ronnie Stanley injury. Um, then also um, Marcus Peters. So a lot of stuff has transpired with this team. On They've, they've dealt with a lot of injury. And for Baltimore to be in that predicament, because Baltimore is 6-2, and two, 
Mm-hmm. And they're right at the top of, of um, you know, as far as, you know, tops with uh, Tennessee. Um, it's one of the best records in the AFC. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of figured Baltimore at this point might have been like maybe hovering at 500. I, never, I didn't think they would be four games over 500 just due to just everything that has transpired, the injuries and what have you. But um, Cliff Kingsbury, another one. I mean, we was almost getting ready, like you said, at that point where we would get ready to run him off of Arizona if he didn't have a successful year this year. Mm-hmm. And you look at what they've done so far. I mean, they've, I mean, they're literally, they're on the verge. I mean, they literally almost can sew up the division. I mean, they're three and oh in the NFC West. Like, that's a great feat. And, mm-hmm. the, and, and the crazy thing about that is, if AJ Ball would have looked at the ball and that found a possession, this team could be this team could literally be nine and zero. This team could be undefeated. They're they're one bad play away from being undefeated potentially. Mm-hmm. And so I can't ignore that. Then Brandon Staley, he's another one. I'm, he's probably more inclined to probably going to win if 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 uh, the Chargers have um, keep on keep this keep this going. They've won a lot of close games. They did stuff that, you know, Anthony Lynn couldn't do. You know, we always looked at the L.A. Chargers as a team. Oh, if you got them in the fourth quarter, you good. Because they don't know how to execute in the fourth quarter. And they've had so many decisive wins in, in the fourth quarter this season. So you look at what he's doing. And then I think Sean McVay, he won't get it to do the fact of, Stafford, because I think, mm. like you said, I, I think now we, when we talk about these type of wars, a lot of um, analytics coming to that more so not from a number standpoint, but just like narrative storylines and narratives. Where you know, I think Sean people are gonna give Sean McVay's credit because it's gonna be a tribute to Matthew Stafford. So, but yeah, and John Harbaugh because he has a standard already. So I think people, even in a year that. We didn't expect Baltimore was going to be this good. They deserve to be in that spot. Right. But, yeah, they probably just give it to a young blood like Brandon Staley or Cliff Kingsbury. It's probably between those two. Right. Yeah, I like that. Before you move on, I want to add something about Staley. Which you, basically what you just said, like, I, mm-hmm. when we had the AFC preview and I picked the Chargers as, like, one of my sleeper teams, I was just – I I said it. I kind of – you know, I believed it, but I didn't really believe it. Uh, I thought they were they were going to be a good team. But, you know, like I said, all those games, those close games, they blew the 14-point leads. Like I said, they were going to find a way to win, and they're actually finding a way to do that. And that's that's literally the difference, find a way to close out games in the NFL. is the difference between 4-12 and 12 and 12-4. and four, So Yeah. And, right. and the Chargers have been like that for the last two years. And like you said, we've seen the potential in them. It's just now, you know, coming to fruition, they're – they're winning close games and they're executing in the fourth quarter, you know? So, yeah. Um, so we got leading the clubhouse to our votes, Cliff Kingsbury at 14 and well, 44.4%. And then we got a tie with John Harbaugh and Brandon Staley. Mm. Um, then we had Sean McVay at 20%. Then also we had a few that chimed in and said Mike Vabral. He's another <clears> one <throat> where I'm like, that's, I like that. But he's another one where it's kind of low-key expected. You know what I mean? It's weird to kind of, you know, what he's doing even at 6-2 and two is still an amazing feat because he's, you know, well, 72, and they're top of the AFC. So, 
Yeah. You know. I think uh, that, that's not terrible. Hit. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Dad. Yes. It, was, go ahead. it was just real quick. I was just going to say that that's not even bad. Like, that was one of when I was, when you sent me the list of stuff, I was thinking of coaches and stuff. And that, that's not a terrible one. But like you said, they're, the Titans have always, like, either 500 or in a wild card in the playoffs. Like, they've never been tragic since Rabel's been there. So it's kind of expected, and they're not giving him a lot of credit. But for the way they showed up after losing their best player on uh, Sunday night in a, host- in a hostile environment and then the way they dominated that game, you got to give them yeah. credit. Kudos. Yeah, they did a great I job see, Sunday. I see some those- the Cincinnati um, Bengals coach also. Oh, Zach Taylor. You know I mean? Yeah, so, so I didn't put him down here. Right, Zach Taylor. Y'all see why Belichick had um had those boys spying on him two years ago. <laughs> He's stupid. <laughs> wow. And I just think one more thing. I think Rabel's one yeah. of those coaches, like as in my time playing football, like he played football, but you can just tell he's one of those coaches players. Like I know all his guys like him. They play hard for him. He he gets those yeah. guys ready to go every Sunday. Like he's one of the most likable coaches out there. I'm pretty sure. And he made a great statement on Sunday Night Football. I don't know if you guys remember in the beginning when they had Michael Buffer doing like the, are you ready to rumble, whatever thing. Kick that ball off. They kicked the ball off in the (laughs) middle of that. I was like, you know what? I love that because they came to play. I'm not here for the pomp and circumstance. Let's go. It kind of reminded me of like Ivan Drago versus – What's 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 old boy? Um, Ivan Drago versus Apollo, Apollo Creed. When Apollo Creed had the, you know, James Brown and all that type of stuff, Apollo mm. Creed, like, look, I'm not here to all this pop and circumstance. Like, you know, what the hell is going on? I just want to fight. And that's how I felt with Mike Bravel when they did them, um, you know, the Michael Buffer thing. Like, look, you can do all you want to. We just keep the ball off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, no pop and circumstance. We had, we had a win. But and, and now, and, and then with Tennessee, now the defense is coming alive. It's almost kind of now reminds me of what we envisioned Mike Brable, what we thought he was going to be as far as how his, how his makeup of this team was going to be when he took over as kind yeah. of a defensive, you know, as a defensive team because they've done they've done a great job on their defense this year. They've been good defensively. So the coach of – oh, no, we got the comeback player of the year. Um, who you got – uh, that I don't like. I know we you pulled up the the votes, so I don't want to like you know say what everybody says. But that's my. It's really not a discussion. I think it is that right. I had Carson Wentz as a close <laughs> second yeah. because yeah. I know the coach the There's seven. He's seventeen and three. Seventeen touchdowns and three picks. Like he's doing what he has to do, and I think he's played well besides the end of that Tennessee game. Yeah. But. Dak Prescott is the runaway pick. Uh, besides right. the game last week where he played probably his worst game in the past couple of years, uh, he just yeah. hit the ground running. That first game, you know, they were questioning his shoulder. Was his shoulder ready to go? Could it hold up? It's, it's held up pretty fine. We haven't heard about anything but the calf. And he just played quality football. Not, I don't think he's looking like the amount of money they paid him, but he's looking like the franchise quarterback, a, a top top 10 quarterback I think now and he's just playing confident ball maybe that the time off you know I say mental reps are key but for some people it makes all the difference him locking in watching all that film has made the difference because he's looked like a the, not the guy that paid him to be but he's he's a difference maker out there and he's a quarterback that a lot of teams would love to have in their locker room and I just think that he's you know continuing to get better I even have my doubts like Mississippi State I was like is he gonna work in the league he could throw a little bit but you running the ball 20 times in college 
stuff like that. Is that going? Is he going to be able to translate? And he's he's everything's gotten better. His feet, his eyes, uh, his arm accuracy, all that stuff. So shout out to Dak for overcoming that injury and balling out this year. So that that's who I have. I feel like I have to go with the only the only option. And they're winning this year. The Cowboys. I picked right. you know. I picked the the DC football team to you know pick it up and win a division, but they didn't want to hold it yeah. down. So I got to go with that. Yeah, you know, they're making us look yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> I got Dak too. I got yeah. I got Dak too. But you know it's crazy now that they winning. Remember how he used to how they was dogging Mike McCarthy, and you don't hear none of that anymore. That's true. That's true. They was dogging him, man. They was dogging him, man. But yeah, man, they They're um. Next I, week. Gave it to, <laughs> I give it to Dak. You know, um, right. it was a horrible injury, man, when it happened, and um, yeah, you know, doing his thing. Yeah, um, yeah, it's unanimous. Um, as as Aiden uh, Diggs would call him, is that Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> <laughs> But, I'll be a little uh, tight. I'll be a, I'll be a slight bit tight if I was Dak, but you know, as a kid, so he doesn't know any better. Yeah, but. yeah, but he, he he but but he said it such a gracious way. He's like, oh, it's, oh, you're Dak Prescott. Nice to meet you. You know, it's like, oh, like that's <laughs> such a such a well mannered um, young man. But yeah, that I know I would have been a little hot, but like he said, he's a kid, and like you know, but because he's you know, like you said. Even for him to even know their names is, is is a feat, you know. You know how kids are, you know. And they say it said clearly like he did, you know. You know, you know, you know. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, Dak. Um, I don't know what mention would be Joe Burrow. I think. Um, mm-hmm. But like you said, I think just even the, the success of of Dallas. You just look at now where they they you know equal their win total from last year in half the season. So that right. obviously is kind of one of those things that would make will build a solid argument for Dak because, like we always say, if it, you know, because I you know obviously you know our our Arlington football team contingent on the network, oh we had Dak this would have happened this would have happened, I mean y'all beat us with Ben DiNucci and da 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 okay well I, mean, <laughs> I, I can't I, I, I can't control that. You know, <laughs> I mean, now you're gonna be playing Tallahanneke or Cal Allen. What am I supposed to do? You know, <laughs> so can I bitch and complain this holiday season? <laughs> can you'll, be, I? you'll be all right. Your defense, if you're honestly, I know we're talking about that, but honestly, if your defense was playing like they were last year, y'all would have won some of the games. You know, like Heineke's not playing, y'all know he's not a franchise guy, he's just you know a capable yeah. backup now. Mm-hmm. I think y'all would have won some of those close games he had y'all in. If the defense would have, you know, maybe got a few turnovers or what. Yo. All right. So let's see. So I think we're done with the poll number. So we'll exit out of that. So, fellas, we got, let me remove this. All right. We got comeback. Okay. All right. So going around the horn, fellas. Uh favorite moment of the midseason thus far. This one, I really don't even have like a favorite moment, but I would say I'd say this this past Sunday, uh just all the upsets, you know, in the league, all the all the weird games going around. Uh it wasn't it wasn't even my favorite moment, but it was one of the most surprising like moments of the season. You know, everybody lost their money betting, all the games, everybody predicted was wrong. And I just feel like Last week's show what the NFL is is just unpredictable. Any given Sunday, mm-hmm. you got the, 
You got the Jaguars beating the Bills. Like, literally the one time I bet against my team with some actual money they win. Like, I, I didn't know what to think. I was happy we won, but I put a bunch of money down on the Bills, and they finally wanted to show up. But, like, just last Sunday was crazy. You just showed any given Sunday, and then, you know, y'all need to uh, manage your money because these NFL teams will pull some crazy stuff and not show up at the most unpredictable yeah. times. And I'm, I kicked myself because I had a parlay. Now, get this. And I, it was weird. So I, I had, so I did a parlay for the one o'clock game. So I had the Giants winning, and then I forgot who else I had. Um, who was another upset that I had? That oh, Atlanta. I had Atlanta, and then on that part, on that, on that, I had Houston. I was like, bro, like, cause I, cause that's when I found out Tua was out. So I was like, all right, Houston gonna win. And then they messed me up. Then they had a four o'clock parlay. I had, I think, um, I forgot who I had. Um, I think I had one of the parlays I had um, Green Bay winning against Kansas City. I did have the Titans. I did the Titans over the Rams. And I want to say, what was the other game that. Oh, and they had Arizona over San Francisco. And then, lo and behold, who let me down? The, you know. Be like that. Huh? I said it'd be like that. It was just it's right. unpredictable. Because I, I picked the same thing. I had Houston as well, and they just laid it mm-hmm. in. They getting Tyrod back, but nah. That's why I figured they would get Tyrod back. No Tua. You got Jacoby Brissett. I was like... Oh, bet I'm about to win $189 off a five dollar bet. Nope. <laughs> I like, but then that joy love. I'm like, oh man, I was like, and then he had his his poor mama and girlfriend in the upper deck. That was wild. That was wild. But next time they need to put Jackson Mahomes there and buy his damn self. He ain't gonna be able to TikTok in that in that in that damn altitude. But I digress. I'm out with y'all. crazy, man. Your favorite, um, your favorite moment. I got a few. Now, you know, piggybacking off of what that said. Um, what I did write down, I think they was, uh, the Cardinals was playing the Jags, and it was like a short field goal, and it was a run back for 109 yards. Yeah. Or, but that's what I wrote down. But I have a couple moments. Uh, seeing Tom Brady go back to New England, right? And then see how everybody gave him respect, and then see how much of a hater Bill Belichick really was. You know what I mean? I don't know if you ever been in that predicament before, where you take everything and then you show up and then you try to, you know what I'm saying? And then the person yeah. still kind of like blow you off, and you like, man, he really is a hate. Like, I that was one of my favorite moments. Like, you know what I'm saying? Is just see how everybody they didn't care about Bill Belichick. Everybody gave him love. Even the security guards, you know what I mean? Like, everybody was giving him love. It was that one. Um, Let me see. And locally, you know, Daryl Taylor, before that, um, when they played the Steelers, even though he had four sacks coming up to that, he also, they were saying his name a lot in that game. You know what I mean? They were saying his name a lot right before he got hurt. So that was uh, one of my favorite moments. You know what I mean? Luckily, he didn't. He didn't get hurt. So, but yeah, those are my favorite moments. Yeah, big time. Uh, one of my favorite moments. Uh, week two, 
NFL season Sunday Night Football, uh, Lamar Jackson uh, willing the uh, right. Baltimore Ravens over the Kansas City Chiefs. That little uh, touchdown run with the flip, which right. we always like, bro, don't do that again. Like, you might yeah, me too. Hurt. I say that all the time. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you know, my other moment actually, uh, Taylor Heineke, the homecoming king, go, go went back to Atlanta. Uh, the pride of what is it, Gwinnett County, correct? Yes, sir. Gwinnett, Gwinnett yeah. yeah, he's a he was the uh, you know one of the prolific. Uh, quarterbacks in Gwinnett County history went back home. Um, very, very emotional uh, post game show. Talked about how you know he was, you know, basically taking classes at ODU and you know living with his sister and and, and his brother in law. You know, and you mm-hmm. know saying that you know it was just very thankful that it was able to come and see him play. And then you know, you know at that time. Washington was at two and two. Happy days was here then, and they haven't won since. So, <laughs> you know. Hey, I got another moment. That yeah. the, the the fact that uh you you got some um uh Lou Lou Williams lemon pepper wings. Oh, oh yeah, Lou Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, I end up end up getting some of those um a takeout. Option not no, they probably brought not, it to him. They probably brought it to him for game day. Oh, yeah, they probably do. And I, yeah, and I got, yeah, I got some, um, to go. You know, I got like a little Uber. Well, he was out there, okay, yeah, yeah, but not knowing they have a buffet, <laughs> yeah. So I'll be back, I'll be back in, in, in Atlanta, probably. Um, I was gonna probably. say, you got, you got to sit down anyway next time. You can't come in and out, you know, you got to dine in and chill out for a little bit, yeah. I think yeah, I'll I, do that, yeah. Um, and I'll probably, do, yeah. How come you ordered that? Watch this. Wait for it. How come you ordered um, Uber Eats? Why didn't you go? Because I wanted to make sure I got home safely <laughs> financially. I didn't want to be like the like the ladies in, in um, at All Star Weekend in March, uh, um, renting a U-Haul and telling people to I want to get food back out. You know, <laughs> I know what you're talking about too. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the females that went down to All Star Weekend with like no intentions to stay anywhere. They just figured <laughs> out Correct. Correct. Right. Wow. I didn't see that. But a lot of girls know how to finesse. So I'm pretty sure some of them had a place to stay for the weekend. Honestly. Oh, no doubt. I mean, it was one girl that had a GoFundMe that was sucking around the internet. And I like. <laughs> Hmm, like cute, but I'm like, oh, I can't do this. No, don't, don't do it, bro. Don't do it, bro. <laughs> don't do it. Man, that <laughs> was hilarious. I was like, I said, oh, did you get some cool. wings? Did Did you go? He was like, Nah, they had Uber Eats, so I just went ahead and delivered to the hotel. Oh, I was man. like, What? Well, yeah, you got to stop by. We'll be there. I, I, I probably from um, January of 2022. I'll probably be back out there, you know. You know. Well, yeah, Man, it, it'll be there. You funny, bro. <laughs> it, it, it'll be soon, you know. At least, you know, I, I catch a Hawks game while I'm out there, you know. So it'll no. be Then going before on. that, he asked Miles Garrett, had he ever had Lou Williams? <laughs> 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 he asked the dude for Fox Fight, you ever had Lou Little Pepper Wings before? <laughs> and the dude said, no, nah, I ain't never really had them. I ain't never been to Matthew City. <laughs> so like, well, you don't funny. have to go. Yeah, you don't have to go to. Uh, you don't have to necessarily go there. You can always, you know, have a takeout option. You know, you know, you know. 
don't I don't know too many people getting takeout for you know Magic City. That's a that's a place you got to stop at. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I want to say like the Hoopers. I don't know. If I I I forgot. They told me a story that they like one year they got the wings for Christmas or something like that. Like I think they had like a family gathering and they got like wings. Don't don't quote me, but I think they remember. I remember them telling me something of that. That makes they had sense. Like some type of family event or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, you know. But you're not. Before we move on, you're not that crazy. I know some people that literally. They might go in there to, you know, throw a couple of dollars, but some people go in there just for the food. Like, yeah, I think I will be. Yeah, I know, I know, I would be. <laughs> <laughs> I like all types of food too. I just want you to know that. <laughs> right, because they had a very vast and diverse menu. So, oh my, um, I was, I was told I can't go wrong. So, you know, there was a lot of options, but I was like, hmm. You know, it was just me. I didn't want to kind of, you know, have multiple entrees. So, you know, next time (laughs) there's a buffet option and I'll I'll peruse the buffet. Take a little bit of everything. Correct. (laughs) You know, and just, just, you know, just make sure like if, if any of the entertainment call me daddy, don't fall for that. (laughs) 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 Huh? <laughs> or handsome. Or handsome. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, fellas, let's. Yeah. Before, before we go off the deep end, uh, Dad, what's your most disappointing team uh, so far? Can I name more than one? Because I got a couple, honestly. Absolutely. I got two yeah. as well. I, got I had three, but I'm going to go with my – I I feel like you're going to leave out your, your team, so I'm going to say them. I, I have the Washington football team and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I had the Vikings in there. They just lose a lot of close games. They're not playing terrible. But uh, yeah. the football team had the best – yeah, I'd say the best defense in the league for the most part, the best front seven in a way, uh, best, especially best front four. And they just, you know – not showing up. I don't know what it is. Maybe they, they started feeling themselves, started reading the presses and stopped putting in the work, but they just haven't shown up. The team as a whole has been a dis- uh, disappointment. You know, they brought in William Jackson. I already know how you and Cruz feel about him. Uh, Curtis Samuel has been a little bit of a disappointment. I think he'll get going over time. I think you just need a little bit of a better quarterback, but they just, you know, completely disappointed me. I picked them to win the division and they just can't. I thought the defense, I know defenses fall off because the year we had Saxonville, the year after that, we started falling off a little bit. But y'all have just completely dropped off. And it's like, every, it's not that with the Jaguars, everybody was a little older for the most part. Your guys are completely young and they just haven't shown up. So I'm just yeah. completely lost. Hopefully they don't let go of Ron Rivera because I don't think it's him. It's just your personnel at the moment not performing. So I'm, I'm going with the football team is my number one. And San Francisco, man, two years ago, there was in a play where a throwaway from winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Last year, I gave them pass because of injuries. This year, they've had injuries, but they just haven't looked good. When you let Arizona go in there, even though they're a solid football team and beat you with a backup, beat you handily by like 17 points in the game, not ever be close. It's just, I don't know what's going on. And they haven't, they just haven't performed. Uh, Their secondary is awful. Had a lot of guys hurt in and out, and they just haven't performed. Uh, The NFC West was supposed to be a gauntlet. And I know at the beginning of the year, everybody had, you know, their picks, but nobody had San Fran in dead last. Maybe people had, I know I had mm-hmm. Seattle. I mean, I had Arizona and Seattle was my bottom two, you know, 
They just haven't shown up. And I really don't know what it is, but they've completely underperformed and they just haven't looked good. Like they've lost some close games at home that they should have won. But other than that, they've had some very, very lackluster performances. And I don't even think Jimmy G's playing that terrible. So it's just tough. And they, they're pretty disappointed because I thought they would be, you know, with the coaching they have and the personnel, getting Bosa back, people like that, I thought they would have been, you know, at least in a wild card race, but completely disappointed. And they're looking – they just – before you guys go, they, they just made the trade for Trey Lance. So they gave up their, their first for the next two years. So it's like, yeah. what are you going to do? I know they don't have that much money in cap space too, so it's a tough situation in San Fran. But hopefully they they get better soon before they start trying to you know uh, send Kyle Shanahan out of there. Right, big time. Maui, who you at? Um, man, you know I got the Texans. I thought you know I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I got uh, a <laughs> right. Um, man, you know I would say Washington football team too, but I was gonna say that for my surprise team. Um. Cause I will, you know, but uh, I'm gonna say the Chiefs. I don't think that you know they was always they was kind of talking about they may go undefeated at one time this <laughs> season. Remember right. that? You know what I mean? Oh, and right. I just, you know, they losing and you like okay, but then they start lose. They starting to lose more, and I'm like, okay, finally, this did they figure out Patrick Mahomes? You know what I mean? Or is he done got paid and he got this superstardom? Is it going to his head? But you know, from what I'm hearing, they just. It's some, it, I'm, I mean, I'm asking you that. There's some holes there now that people figuring out, or <clears throat> what's going on? I think it's a lot of, it's a little bit, uh, it's a lot of things, honestly. Uh, for one, I'm not off the, you know, bandwagon. I still think he's a good quarterback. Just finally coming down to earth, just a little bit. But a lot of teams mm-hmm. are just playing a lot of cover four and playing off. You know, over the past couple of years, people will play a lot of man and take chances. And you, when you got people mm-hmm. like Tyreek. And you got a big arm like Mahomes, you're going to take those chances. And, you know, people saw the blueprint with uh, Tampa Bay. If you can get pressure before and just sit everybody back and, you know, make them have those long 12 to 13 play drives, you live mm-hmm. with that. And the guy, the gunslinger he is, he's not trying to do that. He's trying to hit the home run on every play and stuff, and, you know, right. getting out the pocket with happy feet and stuff. And it just – it hadn't worked to start off the season. But I, the last two games I watched, especially against the Packers, he's played better from the pocket and, you know, took with the defense okay. game, as you see. So – Hopefully, you know, if he can be okay with teams playing cover four and cover two all game, cover two sink all game and sitting back and taking what the defense gives him, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, that was weird. Like, I remember, like, you know, when we played him, it was a lot. It's like, it was weird with him. It's like, I think he's like, I feel like, it almost like, I feel like he won't be playing Madden. Like, that's how sometimes mm-hmm. I be feeling. Because, like, when we play him, mm-hmm. Like one a couple of drives, he did a lot of checkdowns. I'm thinking he gonna check down us to death. Then all of a sudden he just started doing like little weird stuff, and it's like, why'd you throw it? And then you know we, I think we ended up having we picked him off like three times in that game. I'm thinking to myself like, why would you make that throw? You got this guy right here. Like you said, like you said, he he go for broke on each play, yeah. and he thinks to yourself is like, dude, like. You know, and that's and that's going to definitely not bode well for them going forward. Like if he continues like that, but like you said, he has improved, and I think and it's going to be just a, it's just a process of just his naturation. Mm-hmm. And I think once he kind of developed that, like, hey, look, I can't go for you know, I, I I I know I got some home run hitters on this squad, but we can't always hit a home run. Let's go for some singles, go for some doubles, and I think he can do that. But I think sometimes he neglect that. Which like like <clears throat> us, I notice a lot of that. Like when 
we played him initially. I figured he was going, you know, he was just going to go for singles and doubles. But that fool was trying to throw, like, you know, bombs everywhere. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, I'm you know, when you, sometimes time. sometimes when you got, like, a gift that, you know, God gave him, he just wants to utilize it, use that big right. arm. Kind of, he's always played that way in backyard football. You know, Texas Tech threw it all over the yard, mm-hmm. but even though they lost, yeah. I like this. I think, you know, as the season is going along, he's going to get better and better. And once, you know, week 15 and the playoff run hits, they're going to be yeah. – they might sneak in as a walker. They could get the division. It's still close. But yeah. yeah, I think they're going to be mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of it is they're going to be on the road. That's one thing, too. If they're going to, they you know, if they uh, try to make it back to L.A., they're going to they have some road games, some, some road um, struggles. Potentially. They don't have you know? an easy schedule either, right? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not really. Cause they, yeah, and um, yeah, most disappointing. I mean, I'm not gonna. Of course, it's gonna be the Washington football team. I mean, I never thought the team would be two and six, and it's crazy because I, I really thought it was weird. Like Washington is just they're like about far. I think probably one of the most weirdest teams. Like when we talked about like week in and week out, we we, you know, we do the Washington football guys podcast. We go based on we talk about the opposing team's weaknesses mm-hmm. and it seemed like the opponents, they gain strength in their weaknesses. Like I give you a few examples, not to, you know, go on and lament about this, about our struggles, but like green Bay, green Bay was at that before they played us, they were 15 for 15 on red zone defense. Every time an opponent was in all was in the red zone, they converted 15 touchdowns. So they, you know, so once once you had Green Bay at the goal line at, at the um at the goal line, but at um at the red zone, they convert, they score a touchdown. What happened in that game? They got they got in the red zone and didn't and didn't do anything. Uh, Kansas City, one of the worst offensive team. They make the two, the twenty twenty Dallas Cowboys look like the the two thousand Ravens, and. What happened? They only scored 13 points. So it's just like a lot of that type of stuff, it's just like that's what makes it disappointing. And even to your point, that just to, as far as the defense, um, this hasn't come to play. I think a lot of it last year was more so we would get a lot of turnovers. <clears throat> so we were getting the pressure, then we were getting turnovers off of those. But now we're getting beat everywhere. And everybody, like we, and me and Rob <clears throat> always said, if you got a second or a third string wide receiver, start him. Cause he's gonna go off on us. Emmanuel Sanders went off on us. Cordell Patterson went off on us. I mean, it's so many guys that went off on us. Like I'm, you know, it's just <coughs> it's something about that that slot or that third, uh, second or third wide receiver that just that kills us week in and week out. So you know, and then I'm shocked about the Miami Dolphins. I was really shocked at two and seven. Yeah, I was gonna say Dolphins. They're too. a team I thought there was gonna maybe be like a New England at like a five and four, a team right. that would compete with the Buffalo Bills. But like you think about it, my goodness, they were you know they're on a seven game in at one you know, luckily they won um, Sunday, but they want to they just snapped the seven game losing streak. And hell, no offense there, but y'all beat them. <laughs> You know? Yeah, that, that's saying something. That definitely, it definitely surprised me. I thought the Dolphins were going to be ten to seven. Like you said, we're the we're the pass are they're five and four. Like I predicted, I think if I have it right, I predicted the Dolphins going ten to seven. That's obviously not happening. So yeah, I figured they were going to at least take somewhat of a leap. 
Um, and but they haven't. And uh, you know, even though you want to say two has been out for the bulk of the season, uh, but still, just um, just in general, man, this team is really has been definitely disappointing. And then, like you said, we I definitely want to root for Brian, Brian Flores. So you know, I you know, I want him to still keep his job. But at two and seven, and then they don't have that draft pick, uh, like. Right, it's looking real rough. It's looking real rough. Um, shout out to Philadelphia Eagles for um <laughs> for getting getting another potentially a top ten pick as well on that on that end. So we talking about um, we talked about disappointing teams. What about the surprising teams, Dad? Who's your surprising teams? I don't want to be that guy. I feel like this one's obvious. I couldn't pick anybody else. I, I really, <clears throat> I'm I'm going with the Cardinals. I I didn't think they were sorry. I thought they were good. I had them third, you know, in the NFC West. But these these dudes have taken off. Like everybody's playing good. They don't have they, when the when D Hop's not playing, they're still playing well. Uh, they hit on Rondell Moore, Isaiah Simmons. You know, last year he wasn't really playing like that. He had a couple DNPs. Now he's just looking like a. I don't. I'm I'm gonna say a stud. But when you watch him play, he can he can play in the middle. He can play the rocker position. He can play the. He can play in the nickel in the slot. Yep. He can just do it all. And I, I see, you know, him and Buda Baker just running that defense. And they lost J.J. Watt, but they're still looking good. I, I don't know. All around, man, they surprised me. I thought I picked San Fran this week as soon as I saw Kyler was out. But Cole McCoy looked fine. And that pickup with James Conner, he's been a, a yeah. great red zone threat. Like, I know he has 11 touchdowns. Don't look at that like he's running for, like, a 1,000 yards. He gets all the carries inside the 10, and he's a big dude, so. You know, he's going to get those tuds, but they just look good, man. They look well coached, too. Uh, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, they picked up Vance Joseph, uh, the yes. old Broncos coach. He's a, you know, some guys are head coaches, and some guys are just coordinators, and he's one of those guys, a really, really good coordinator. And that was a really great pickup. And he has those guys, you know, playing real sound football. So the Cardinals, man, they, I'm pretty sure they shocked everybody. Nobody expected to be eight and one, and, you know, one play away from being nine and one because, you know, AJ Green. I understand where he's coming from, but on a play where you're the only receiver on the backside, why would you be blocking? Like, what's coming to your side? There's nobody else. It was literally the right. running backs on the other side, the three receivers, not running no bubble screen, no nothing. Just, you know, right. maybe after wasn't one, he the just look only back. receiver that he was throwing to that whole damn drive damn near? I mean, I wouldn't say that's the reason for him to look, but I'm just saying, like, if you're by yourself, there was no running back over there, no other receivers for you to block for. Why are you still, like, maybe it's a natural instinct after one or two seconds would be to look back for the ball. And you got to have that camaraderie, that connection, because that's something you practice in pra- doing practice when the play's dead, just throw a little back shoulder. And I'm pretty sure that's D Hop there sitting in 9 0. So it's just a tough, tough play. But Arizona, besides that one play, they look good. Because if you remember when Kyle threw that pick, they stopped uh, the Packers on like the two yard line and went ninety eight yards the other way in like two minutes right. to win the game. And they right. just just that one play. But yeah, Arizona they look good, man. I I really think as, as of now, I know it's I'm not saying just because of their record, but they look like the best team in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, Mel, I, what you got? I got I got Arizona, man. Let me tell you, that Rondell Moore is oh, yeah. different yep. to me. And the reason I'm saying that that is like you know I look at things from a boxer boxer um, perspective, just like you because like see you say you're a quarterback, so I know you see things differently than most. And his angles, like he'd be running diagonal, and then when he juke, 
he had juke left, but he had juke so hard that he'd go right so smoothly. Like, and I'd be like, man, I think I was telling you, Chris, I was like, man, he got this like one step juke that's crazy. It's oh, like, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? And I was like, oh man, like, I, it's really, they you know what's funny to me? They look mm-hmm. like the Kansas City Chiefs to me. They got that swag, that speed, that power, that confidence. They really do. Like, I don't see that with the Chiefs this year. I I, I, I was watching them because I hadn't really watched the cards. And then when I watched that Green Bay game and the way they were moving and and just different things, I was like, even Murray, the way he um, doing the plays and how you think he's about to get hit. And then he'll throw a play and come out of the one of his throws will come out of nowhere. It looked like Patrick Mahomes a little bit to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. It was real interesting, but um, definitely the Cardinals, man. Cause like me and Chris, me and Coach said that um, when we did the preview that we were hoping, cause they they really seemed like a uh, really exciting team last year that they would have some type of success. You know what I'm saying? So I'm picking the Arizona. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, as Arizona too, like I kind of kind of talked about it early, uh, like with them being uh, eight and one and three and zero in the, in the division. Which at this point, um, that's the best position that you want to be at this point. Because hell, worst case scenario, you'll be five hundred in this division. So, and I think even with it may not put you at the top as far as an NFC West if you end up being three and three in division, but. I mean, you got wins over the Rams. You got uh, how to see. You got a um, win over San Francisco, obviously, and they got the Titans Week One too. Titans Week One, right? So yeah, they've Mm -hmm. had they've had big wins where Tennessee hell might be number one seed in in the AFC potentially. You know, and that's a like I said, that's a cross country one o'clock, well, a ten a.m. body clock Eastern Standard Time for for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, with that, and then I'm um, the Patriots. I think um, Patriots are another team that I'm surprised at this point at five and four. Um, they've had some solid wins. Um, they won four of their last five games. Um, they had a solid win against the Chargers um, a couple weeks back, and then they did, you know, lose close games to Tampa and Dallas. So those are kind of, you know, um, you know. One of those things. I know after the Patriots game, I think they were like what two and three, or I forgot what their record was. It was like you know they were struggling, and everybody kept on saying, "Oh, Belichick, he's through, he's done." But you know he's kind of riding around, and then you know him having a rookie quarterback, um, and they've been they've they've been like you know kind of off and on, but Mm -hmm. yeah, but yeah. So fellas, let's round out this week's Couch Coach Lab. We'll do our Week Ten picks. And we'll go around the horn with that. So we got Thursday night game. We got the Baltimore Ravens at the Miami Dolphins. Dad, who you got? Ravens by ten. It's uh, is it is it in Miami? Miami, yes, not at Avenue. You know it's gonna be close because it's a a short week. Uh, Playing in Miami, but Lamar's going back home to the crib, and you know he likes okay. to show out. He's from Miami, so I see yeah. the Ravens winning by ten. Yeah, that's right, South Florida boy. What you what, sure. what you got, Mount? <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. Give me Baltimore as well. You know they'll celebrate on the Avenue on Friday morning. 
<laughs> I gotta stop saying this. <laughs> do, so I can't do that. I can't, yo, they you you know what's messed up, right? You know, this is I was watching the new show Swagger. Mm-hmm. And and little Snoop from the Wire came on there, so I yeah. bust out laughing because I was like, "That's what I think about when you say that." Oh, the <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad, bro." I was like, "I don't know, dude. I don't know if it's a, a British a Creole." Don't you know what. that that's what makes it funny because you don't—he's not even saying it right, like right, <laughs> right. We got Atlanta and Dallas. Oh, in the Arlington football team, Dad, who you got? Say that one more, one more time. We got the Falcons at the um, Arlington football team. No, nah, yeah, you threw me off when you said that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is this is a tough one because the Cowboys after they, you know what? Let me stop. All right, the Cowboys laid an egg last week. I think they bounced back. The Falcons look decent, but I don't think they beat the Cowboys. You know, because I think the Saints with Jameis would have beat them. So uh, I'm going with the Cowboys. Yeah, we got Maui. And do that. My job was talking a lot of shit, um, and he was being a little, a little bit too disrespectful, <laughs> you know. But I'm gonna pick Arlington. Um, I'm gonna pick the um, Cowboys. Man, I hope the Falcons win. <laughs> Me too. I'm hoping. I'm serious, win. man. I really hope the Falcons win. <laughs> Ditto. But um, you know, the team in Arlington is gonna take care of business. The home team will win. All right, we got New Orleans at Tennessee. Dad, who you got? Titans by a couple touchdowns. Uh, you know that Trevor Simeon game when they played the Bucks. That you know that's worn off. Uh, it's back to regular Trevor Simeon, and the Titans are rolling. All right, Mal, who you got? Titans. Yeah, give me Titans as well. I'm at this point. Um, you, you better call Philip Rivers. <laughs> Uh-oh, we got Jacksonville at Tennessee. Man, what you got? I'm not going for it. Not two weeks in a row. We Nope. <laughs> they got to show me first. Uh, Colts by 10. All right. Colts, all right. Maui, who you got? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the Colts. I'm gonna go with the Colts too, cause Lord knows if y'all if y'all win in Indianapolis, Urban Meyer ain't coming back to Monday. <laughs> nah, he, nah, he got to ride back with the team. He, he, those privileges are gone. He can't fly on his own anymore. Oh, Russ said, "Look, after the game, that man said, look, 'Look, I'm flying by myself. I got my Ohio State gear on. Like I'm man. going straight to Columbus, dog.' <laughs> Urban Meyer, where you going? I'm gonna go get some Lou Williams lemon pepper wings." I'll be, I'll be okay. <laughs> People are thinking to themselves, hmm, they say I have to fly back. Can I drive to Columbus? <laughs> Let me stop. Right. <laughs> we got Cleveland at New England. All right, Dad, who you got? Come on, Dad, New England. Where's, what's, the lo- what's the location for this? It's in New England, right? It's Foxborough, yes. I'm going to roll with the high hand, I, I, you know. I remember my first episode, uh, when my first show doing with y'all when y'all doing the mock drafts, I said Matt Jones to the past and everybody, y'all hated him. Like the whole network hated him. But I, I just think that was a perfect spot for him. And you know, week by week yeah. he's getting more comfortable and he's playing better. But you know, Baker without Odell, I don't know what that is, what that's about, but he does play a little better. But I like the way the Pats are headed, the way they're playing defense, I think they give Baker a little trouble. So I like the Pats barely. But I won't be surprised if the Browns win, though. I ain't gonna lie to you. Man, 
Yeah, Mount. Uh, Pats. I'm um, going Pats. You know. Uh, All right. Pats. So I'm the I'm the lone wolf in this. Give me the Cleveland Browns. I still believe Man, in Baker. Baker. Yeah, he's gonna he be y'all quarterback. He don't, he don't need OBJ. He got Dante Peoples Jones. DPJ. 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 So you know, and 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 you know, shout out to Zenzel Ward with that uh that pick six last week. You know. Um, so we got Buffalo at the New York Jets. Uh, Thad, who you got? Damn. Buffalo by 17. They're mad. They got, you know, I don't know what happened last week, but they laid an egg and they run it up on the Jets easily. All right. Who you got, Maui? Oh, I'm going um, Buffalo. Same division, right? Yes, yep. sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going like to they, light them up. I, I like Josh Josh um Josh Johnson and bad jo- I hate to hate to bring this up but Josh Johnson last victory was against uh, I remember that game, remember yeah. that game. Yes. That was, it was a couple years ago we were sorry I don't even want to talk about yes it, it was a cloudy <laughs> a, a seasonably warm cloudy day in Jacksonville in December 2018 game. yes indeed uh well we didn't even have a long snapper we had a he had to drive to Jacksonville to um, <laughs> to make the trip. We 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 you know we didn't even have our line snap uh, line snapper. So, <clears throat> but give me Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to take care of business. We got Detroit coming to Pittsburgh. Oh, you got yeah. that? Yeah, Pittsburgh is going to continue to keep rolling. We we know what that is. I. Like I said, when I bet against the Jags last week and they did me dirty, and then I picked the Lions when they played the Eagles, thinking they was gonna pull an upset, and they got beat by forty. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Whoever the Lions play, I'm taking the other team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I know what you got, Maui. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna tell you something. I mean, Ben, I hope and I, please be watching me when I tell you this. Don't you go in that damn near and cough up that damn game. You know, I'm telling you, man, Ben be on a take. I don't care nobody say. <laughs> right. Yeah, give yeah, give me Pittsburgh. It's it's another cold day in Detroit uh, for these guys. And to round out our one o'clock spectacular, we have a playoff rematch between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Washington football team. <laughs> can, can we be unanimous? It's unanimous, right? I don't trust you. Tampa. We're gonna lose we're gonna lose a Tampa. I got Tampa but, yeah. No, nah, I got Tampa, but Heineke, you know, he might he might show up again, but I don't think it's anything like that playoff game. They might it's, no, it's at no. uh, the crib for y'all. Yeah, it's at the crib for us. I mean home field advantage in Utah Stadium is not the greatest, I don't think, in my opinion. But no, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe the pad defense finally shows up. Maybe you know how Chase said he wanted Tom last year. Maybe he shows that he wants Tom this year. Um, no, he 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 don't need no. He, he don't want nobody at this point. We don't want nobody. We just we just want to just lay down and wait for January ninth to be over. Uh, <laughs> I mean, at this point, hey, we, we, y'all yeah. got a lot of Heineken got uh, he got Heineken got a lot of um highlights though that yeah, I saw today. But he ain't putting it in the end zone, and that's the problem. <laughs> Hold up, hold up, hold up before you move forward. Yeah. Man, the beginning of this season, we tried to tell you that. And you was all you was all up here. And 
because we really thought Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to play, and we figured Ta- Taylor was going to probably be on the shelf until next year. And I figured they were going to evaluate him, but now his evaluation period is now. And he's shown flashes, but now he's just been exposed. I mean, guys know, like, like we and we talk about it every week. If keep him in that pocket, the mm-hmm. beat Taylor Haneke, keep him in the pocket. We say that every single week. Well, if you get him outside of that pocket, he can mm-hmm. beat you. But other than that, well, but most teams do a great job of just keeping him in the pocket. Keep him in the pocket well, and make him second guess. It's, he's done. Why don't you two way page Cam? <laughs> Well, that's you know they don't they don't they don't want him, right? Who because do? that they because what's gonna happen is they I don't know because then the, the other option is probably gonna be Cal Allen, and they're gonna either gonna ride with those two quarterbacks to the end, and then they they not they stubborn, they stubborn. They rather have Cam Newton's backup plan before he do. I'm just. I saying. don't think Cam want to play football anyway. What you think that? Dick, he want to play football? I mean, I don't know why he would want to go out like that. Like, knowing the type of guy he is and the pride he has, I don't think he wants to go out like that. Like, he didn't even get the the, – the last memory we have of Cam Newton is the season last year when he was hurt. You know, mm-hmm. with the COVID and stuff. So, I'm pretty sure he wants to play, but, you know, Ron Rivera don't play about that. I mean, he did get vaccinated, but I know he wasn't going to sign him at first because, you know, Ron Rivera just got done with cancer and stuff. He's not playing with that. The people that's not vaccinated, that's not taking this stuff seriously. So, yeah. uh. I don't know. I, I think he wants to play, but I don't think anybody signs him. I know. Right? Did you see the video with him and his father? No, nah, I don't really get into his little vlog stuff. I'm not the biggest. Yeah, I'm, after I'm that, a man. Camp, but I'm not watching the vlog. The vlog. I, stuff. We all are from Panda Camp, but but when I watched that, I was like, man, that might be the issue, because I was just sitting here like, man, it's too much, man. He's worse than Antonio Brown. I don't, I don't know if anybody could be worse than AB's little stretch he had when he got cut. Oh, man, you got to watch that vid then. <laughs> no, I might have to. I might have to tune in. I was sitting yeah. here like. The way you're talking about it, you sound like he might have lost his mind a little bit. He's going a little crazy. No, what I'm saying is when Antonio Brown, what he did was he was trying to be flashy and be entertaining. And I've been trying to tell Chris that this dude may not have the – he might say he has the passion to do it, that want to play, but he may not want to play anymore. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, man, it's like the first time, man, I can, you know what I'm saying, I can wake up with my kids and eat cereal with them, you know what I'm saying, because I've always been working. These are the, the things that he was saying, you know what I mean? And I was like, well, maybe he really don't want to play no more, man. And he just scared to, you know, to say that he don't want to play no more. I don't know what it is, but I will say if he doesn't get signed by, like, the end of this season, it's not looking It's not looking good. Well, I don't know. This year, it might be. Well, he might. And you think about it. You know, so many backup quarterbacks going to be quarter, starting quarterbacks next year. And just just due to the fact of how bad the quarterback market is for the draft. Like you said, if, if you don't get signed, I think if, if you don't get signed um, going into the 2022 season, then I think he's done. He got so many teams that need quarterbacks. I mean, probably half the league is going to have a different starting quarterback in 2022. Like, I mean, off the, off the top of my head, I'm thinking maybe like not half, but maybe about at least about 10, 10, about 12, 13 quarterbacks. Oh. I think so. Yeah. You know, 
So we got the Carolina Panthers at the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. Uh, who you who you, you got that? You said Carolina Panthers at Arizona? Yeah. Arizona. Sam Darnold just lost his way, his confidence. I don't I wanted to I wanted to believe in him. He, his shoulders hurt, his pride exactly. hurt, his egos hurt, all that. It's just it's, it's looking rough. Uh but yeah, Arizona by a lot. Even if like even if Kyle doesn't play, I like them winning. Correct. Yeah. Uh, who you got, Maui? Um, Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. Yeah, it don't, it don't matter. Cowler, Colt McCoy, Dan Orlowski, Carson Carson Palmer, Kurt Warner. Give me the give me the Arizona Cardinals. They got a big game coming up the following week. So rest up, Panthers. Get you. Get your get your licking and get ready to come on back home for Ron's revenge next week. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> huh? I said, oh boy, that's not nobody, nobody, I'm sorry, but nobody's ever, you know, since Sam Darnold is going on that little stretch, I don't think anybody's gonna tune into that game. But yeah, nobody's gonna tune into that one. Yeah, that'll be that'll be the snooze fest. We got Minnesota at the LA Chargers. So Kirk Cousins comes to California. You got that. I feel like I've been going with the favor for the most part. I went. I, I'm going to take the Chargers, but I could see the Vikings pulling this one out. Uh, they they lost a lot of close games. Right. They haven't finished a lot of close games, just like last week being up 14 on Baltimore, and I and I could see them potentially sniffing one out. But I like Justin Herbert. You know, they, like we said earlier, they've been finding ways to win games these close games this year. So I think they find a way to do it again. But it'll be a nail biter for sure. Yeah. Who you got, Maui? Um. You said the Chargers and the Vikings, right? Yeah. I like the Vikings, man. You know what I mean? I really do, man, but I'm going to pick mm-hmm. the Chargers. Okay. You know what I mean? I just, just, I think Vikings is one of those teams that everybody could say, man, they kind of like, like, but they're just not winning. Yeah. And it's weird. They're, they're like, it's funny. It feels like it's a role reversal. Like, Minnesota had so many heartbreaking losses. All their losses is seven points or fewer. Um, I have a strange feeling Kirk Cousins, the star of all, not the star of all stars, but a, a NFL star, uh, will go to uh, the land of the stars and actually get a get a win. So I'll be the lone wolf in this one. Give me Minnesota okay. for the upset. Uh, we got the Philadelphia Eagles going west to play the Denver Broncos. Who you got that? I got to take the favorite again. You know that. The time difference, the three uh, – what is it, two-hour time difference in Colorado? Two. Two mountain time. Uh, the altitude, you know, some players might not be able to play, the, especially people that are in the best shape. But I just think uh, Denver's riding a little, you know, high off that great win last week. And, you know, they got Jerry Judy back, even though he didn't make the biggest difference. But just having him back, you know, makes things look a lot better. And I think uh, Denver stays on track and stays in that uh, AFC West playoff hunt. All right, Mel, who you got? Um, Denver. Denver, okay. Yeah, give me the Washington football team of the West. Give me the Broncos. All right, we got uh, the Seattle Seahawks at Green Bay. Uh, Russ might be back. But no, he's back. Be clear. He's, he's back, back. so he's back. Um, the question mark is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Nope. Um, Aaron Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, On the other yeah. side. On the other side. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh... If you, yeah, I didn't know if you were asking me yet. 
This is a tough oh, yeah, one. Yeah, it, yeah. it all depends on if Aaron Rodgers plays. But I will say this: the Packers, even with Jordan Love, they they look good in my opinion. Like as a team defensively, Eric Stokes they yeah, hit on in the corner. Uh, yep. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, no. You know what? I'm going to say this. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, Green Bay still wins in a close one. Jordan Loves makes a couple more plays than he did last week. And I think that defense will carry them. Like Eric Stokes, even with Jair Alexander being out, he's he's made plays. And he's made me regret us not taking him instead of Tyson Campbell, you know, because so far he looks like the better two out of the Georgia corners. So uh, yeah. I'm going to go with the Packers in a close one because I just think they're playing good overall. Because, like, watching that game versus the Cardinals where they had, like, 10 starters out and they still competed and won the game showed me what mm-hmm. I needed to see. So. Yeah, Beef has played very well last week. Um, special teams let them down, unfortunately. Um, Maui, who you got in this matchup? Um, I got the Packs, the Packers. Okay, yeah, give me Green Bay as well. Hopefully, they will accommodate Jordan Love, his mother, and his girlfriend. Uh, please give him some good seats. Hell, put him on the sideline. That boy might be QB1. We'll find out. The, the science will will tell us if Aaron Rodgers will play. Um, that's gonna be interesting on Saturday to see how that plays out on Saturday. But um, then we got the Sunday night football game. We got uh, Kansas City at Las Vegas. We got that. Sticking with my guys, you know. The last week I said this: the Raiders were gonna drop that game with everything going on. It was just an emotional week, and Giants have been playing solid. But I think that. Uh, Kansas City's run two, one, two in a row. They don't look as good as they had last year, but they're finding their stride a little bit. I'm not. I, I don't even want to say the defense is playing better because I don't know how good Jordan Love is, but I think they find a way to get back on track and start, you know, stacking these wins up. And then, you know, when week 13, week 14 comes, they start respecting the Chiefs how they were before. So I, I like Kansas City finding a way to win. But the Raiders are their kryptonite. They they do give them tough games, and they beat them last year. So. I'm going, but I'm going with the uh, I'm going with the Chiefs. I like my homeboy stepping it up. Yeah, who you got, Maui? I, I'm gonna go Raiders for the simple fact of what you said. Um, um, last week was that the Raiders when they get around this this time of year they tend to um start slipping. They start off well and then they start slipping around November. So I'm I'm gonna ride with them. It's just you know with everything they've dealt with. Um this season so far, you know, and they got Deshaun Jackson, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that, um, I mean, this, this, to me, I would take this game as extremely, um, I would take it serious. And, um, you know, if they want to go to the next level, I think this is the game to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause if they beat the chiefs, you know what I'm saying? Even though this is a longer season, that that one, this one game could mean a lot, you know. Yeah. So, I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Yeah. Um. Give me the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, hashtag free Mike Mayock. All right. Why you say um, that before we move on? Why you say that? Right. Right. Why? Because he's in a bad situation. I'm like, he's get he's getting a fall for all this. The Arnett situation, the rug situation. Cause you think about their first their. Their two first round picks of 2020 aren't on the team, and all the other picks on that 2020 you know team aren't even contributing to this to, to this team. So to me, that was Gruden pulling all the strings because the way I know Mike Mayock, 
he I don't think he he would have been making these picks. And like and I I hate to say this out loud because that's the GM. Yeah. Cleveland out boy, Cleveland from Richmond. Don't get don't get it twisted. But that's another one where I think if a, if Mike Mayock, he might have would have got Cleveland Farrell, he would have probably dropped down to maybe like 15th or 16th or something in that in that draft and would have got some draft capital d- down the line. A lot of his picks have been reaches. And I and I, even though I don't know make Mike mm-hmm. Mayock like that, but when from the NFL network and how he does scouting and how he how he Analyze players. I trust him more than I trust Todd McShay, even though Todd McShay, University of Richmond quarterback, and Mel Kiper Jr. I trust him over over both of those because he's yeah. generally spot on. If you look at some of the like some of his scout reports that he had, you know, obviously beforehand, you know, as far as when he's an NFL Network and even when he was calling games for Notre Dame on NBC, I like. I'd love that move of them being him being a GM, but I like he's not making these moves. Cause I I don't from what I from what I see his work, he wouldn't have done the stuff he did. And like you said, and there's no shade to Cleveland, you know. But that's another move I think that I was like, you know, at, at four. Now I can see if he, if they would have dropped down and got him, cause they could have got somebody, could have got Cleveland at a lower at a lower at a lower pick and got draft picks um, for years to come. You know, may it may not be first round picks, but like you know, maybe some second or thirds, um, kind of you know shuffled throughout maybe a year or two. But yeah, when they when they hired him, they said it was a stretch too. They was like, why did the um, Raiders even hire him as a GM when he really didn't have no experience in that? I remember that too. You know what I mean? They were saying it was just a, I don't know, it's like a like thing. a stretch. Yeah, it was it's, a stretch. It's, it's also, Gruden, yeah, Gruden because Gruden. Because then he got rid of Reggie McKenzie, which I'm just like, I didn't know what, you know, that's another thing where just like all of it. Like, you look at he got rid of um, the boy from Buffalo, Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. you know. So, a lot of that stuff, like you said, and I, I just think Mike Mayock is a fall guy for stuff that he shouldn't, even, you know, shouldn't even, you know, be be accountable for. I agree real quick. Real quick, I want to add something because when you were saying that, it's crazy that you say that because somebody I was talking with about the Mike Mike Mayock thing, I was kind of like on the opposite end a little bit just saying because him going from TV to getting a job, which I understand he did a good job on TV, but didn't think he should just be completely dusted in that role. Like, earn it a little bit. But somebody has said that what you said, he's not even the one making the picks. Like, John Gruden has the final say on all those dudes, so him taking a fall for that is kind of, you know, Right. Kind of lame to me, honestly. And right. like, it you is. Want to get out of there, it is. right? But because but, I guarantee you, if he had a scouting report and those guys that was picked, I don't think he would have took them. Hey, but shout out to them for taking Cleveland Farrell because we would have never had Josh Allen. So, correct, correct. Yeah. Yes, yeah. They were supposed to take them. Yeah, and, and y'all should have been dancing partners with them because I would have took Cleveland at seven. You know, at that point, I would have got. I would have. I would have, you know, asked for some for some dinner and a couple draft picks and some cash considerations. You know, that I think that would have been a nice spot for Cleveland at seven if they would have traded yeah. with y'all at seven. Dad, he's only like that. saying that because he didn't go to his high school. So once you know that, no, that's fine with me. No, but the, yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, but that's I like to me. I like yeah, but I like yeah. That's that ain't him. That, I mean, if he was pulling the strings, I don't think he would have did those moves. 
because you look at this Arnett and also just even Arnett and Ruggs, regardless of not even what they've done, but they've had situations they were drafted high. Arnett was drafted really mm-hmm. like supposed to be in the second round pick. And, you right. know, you kind of reach for him. He had issues at Ohio State. So it's just like it's a lot of it. And like you said, because Ruggs was the first wide receiver um, that was um, – that was drafted because everybody was putting him with CD Lamb and a lot of guys was in, in, in that predicament. But yeah, so we got the LA Rams versus the San Francisco 49ers and Santa Clara. Uh, who you got, Maui, in this matchup? I'm gonna go with the um, Rams. All right, LA Rams. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, that's gonna be. Um, yeah, I got the Rams as well. What What about you, Thad? What you got? I got the Rams. They're just not playing good football. I, I tried to give them a chance, you know, week by week. But once they got beat with with a backup quarterback at home by like yeah. seventeen, can't I can't rock with them in the Rams. Uh, you know, exactly. coming off a bad loss, their guys are gonna be ready to play. So I, I like the Rams. Yeah, me too. I got the Rams. Yeah, and they couldn't even be cost wins in the rain, oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so let's put a ball on this week's Couch Coach Live, fellas. We'll go around the horn, social media, and promote your upcoming projects. What you got, that? You can follow me and Delani on What the Game Means to Me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we come out with a weekly episode, you know. Keeping up with the college football and NFL action, what's going on in the sports world every Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, you know, whichever one works best for us. So, you know, stay tuned with us. And in the future, in the next couple of weeks, I want to start coming out. I, I started talking about my rankings, but I want to start coming out with a, with a top 10 uh, quarterback rankings and power rankings each week for the, la- the later part of the season. So, you know, stay tuned for that in the next one or two weeks. But that's about it. And, you know, once again, appreciate you for having me on, Coach. No problem. I always got to have a QB1 of the, of the squad on here. Right, right. Yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maui, what you got? Uh, Sean Morgan, Facebook, uh, DT Morgan, 78 Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Always a pleasure, Coach. Always, you know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Couch Coach Live. Check out the podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, we're there. Also, uh, let's see, we got, what's today? Tuesday, we got um, Watch the Football Guys on Fridays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then we have um, See You Sunday, um, our Off the Ball Network um, NFL pregame show, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then we have Overreaction Monday on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, yeah. That's the gist of the week, and um, you know, <laughs> but yeah, so definitely once again appreciate you, Thad, for coming on our, our QB one here. <laughs> so yeah, so um, definitely appreciate everybody for checking this out tonight. Great show, fellas. Great show, great energy, and <laughs> yeah, man, we <laughs> all right, fellas. So we out. We'll catch you guys next week. All right. All right, yo. You're welcome. All right. <laughs>